Hi, my beautiful lover bees. How are you? I've missed you. It's funny, every time a week goes by, I'm like, oh, what are my people doing? How are we? Mm, I was doing this whole updating out my life, wasn't I? So, I love it. If you guys are new here, first off, <laughs> my name is Laura Patricia Martin. We do life here in an honest and real way. I'm a trauma specialist. I'm a relationship relationship specialist. That was fun. And we break things down. We keep things real. If you're from Thomas's world, hi, we're so happy to have you here. And I give the honest truth about modern dating from my personal perspective, from my science background, from all the types of things and do with it what you will. Um, I started this in the midst of my breakup and really quantum leap my life in the last few months which has been wild but that's that's the journey and that's the work when you lean all the way in and you use shifts in your life as invitations to up level and so i walked that path and i shared that path with y'all we have so many episodes here that you can dive into and more over on our instagram which mine is it's laura patricia martin and i our company our brand our things like that is healing to happy so healing to happy and we just make magic so i'm really happy that you're here i'm happy that we're landing on your hearts and uh my life update y'all i have a crush on someone and it's been so fun it's been so so fun really what's been fun is learning right like for my last relationship it's not that it was bad but there was a lot of anxious attachment i witness from it and now being in this space with someone that is the polar opposite of me to be honest but stabilizing for me and practicing my voice and practicing my individuality you know you all know i'm on this kick right now of traveling every two weeks and building a relationship he does not live here it's long distance it is so fun because this is the thing right like falling on your heart in the midst when like a breakup wasn't bad like we get it when we're moving out of toxic relationships but like when a relationship was okay and you guys broke up like it's i feel like it's so much more tender falling for someone new being like oh my god are you gonna do this to me again and i've been navigating that it's been so weird <laughs> so weird but i've really enjoyed it um so far distance sucks but we're making it work for sure for the time being because i don't subscribe to only dating people in your own town i just subscribe to making things work it does take things at a slower pace which is kind of nice right like it's really implementing what i teach you inside of sacred singlet and y'all like this round of sacred singlet is completely different than any other round like it started in the midst of my breakup you know and it was first a program that was leaving domestic violence and finding love again and the foundations of that and surrender and receiving and things of that nature but like during a breakup and carrying me through the breakup season into this healing season into the dating season into the falling season like it's just evolved into this masterpiece of leaders leaning in and you know we have this savage self and the thing that we're doing wrong is we're attacking our relationships as if it's our business instead of focusing on receiving and focusing on surrendering like it's this like work task and you know this is where we start to attract these twin flames as opposed to 
slow burns and it's it's the real work and I find in this industry that like if you're in the coaching industry or higher achievers which is most of my clientele and the people in my mastermind and programs is like we've done the work and we're in these self-development spaces but we do self-development so that like you can make sales right and we think that that's kind of the same thing and so it's we've built companies and I say we because I did this like this is what I've learned like and what I'm learning and what I'm surrendering to is like we've built these businesses in the masculine so it feels raw to receive to ask for help you know and I say this a lot where it's like I went into my journey where it's like I'm so good at relationships y'all like the relationships I have my friendships my family my things like it it's so good and I'm really, really good at that. But if you came to me and you were talking about accounting or spreadsheets or other things that we need to expand in business, like I'm not good at it. And I was beating myself up for a really long time um, because I wasn't good at that. And it was really dampening my shine in the field that I am good at, which is relationships. And it was dulling my shine and getting in my way. And I was thinking I wasn't good at my job when it's like, I'm really good at my job. I'm just not good at that part. That's a job entails and that's why we hire the people we need so it's, it's this practice of surrender that i'm really enjoying playing with in this new dating life i'm in in my friendships in my business and like playing with this femininity and this masculinity and that's you know moving out of the survival complex which i see a lot of high achievers doing and so that's that's what we're doing and i mean we start next week so coming out with us this is the last time we're running it this year other things that are open are if you're in the beginning learning stages, we have the Healing Heart Bundle. We have Backstage Pass, which is all the masterclasses for next year. So that'd be 12 masterclasses. And that's like 30 hours of content um, and coaching for like a ridiculous price. I think it's like 100 bucks, 111 bucks a month, like that. Um, and then really focusing on long-term containers. So I'm opening up my one-on-ones, if that's your vibe to jump in and then we have the behind the scenes mastermind and that will be launching. I haven't even launched yet. I accidentally didn't mean to say that, but hi, you guys got it here. You can message me for that. I'm going to put everything in the show notes as always coming out, whatever is calling you. If you want high level, if you want to learn, if you want mid level, like we have everything for everyone. It's just getting yourself in the arena and really getting off that fence of, you know, silently learning. Like the real healing happens when we get off the fence and get out of our own way and surrender to the fact that we don't know everything and it's okay and you know there are people that specialize in the fields that we don't specialize in you know that's why i hire a team for literally everything else because i don't want to waste my time doing it and then i have healers for the things that i need you know it's it's the steepest surrender and that's where the quantum healing the quantum leaping the quantum everything really works and i don't know if you're like me but i want to live as much life in this lifetime as possible which means i have to heal a lot of shit and move through a lot of shit and that happens at very quick speeds and I want to get as much out of my life as I can so I want to do things at fast pace that's not to say like we can't do things on our own of course you can you're a very educated brilliant human being in this world but if we want to collapse time that's where mentorship comes in so I invite you to check that out I invite you to check out Thomas Thomas is oh I met him in Dallas and I'm just obsessed and I always love it when I get to, you know, shift perspectives and change the conversation and liven things up a bit. And we talked about life. We talked about leadership. We talked about knees on the floor moments and what creates our life and our movement. And Thomas 
is the founder of Thomas Runner Official, and he's a wizard, and he helps instill your life back into your life and really put your life back on purpose. He's a life coach, a personal coach. He does fitness as well, and he's just so grounded in his word, and I'm so excited to bring him to my community. Y'all know I bring the best people in the internet to our space, and I'm so excited to have you meet him. His Instagram is Thomas runner official i will put that in the show notes as well go check him out see his program see his stuff see his work he's such a delight like i'm literally looking at his face right now on his instagram it's just like looking at his eyeballs he's so kind like just a kind soul um and really the embodiment of his work so i'm excited for you to meet him and i will see you on the other side of this episode bye baby You are listening to the Healing to Happy podcast, a podcast where we have hard conversations that slay shame. It's about leaning into the vulnerability and reclaiming your bravery. I am Laura Patricia Martin, a trauma specialist who created this podcast to help women like you collapse the walls built up around their hearts due to the shame and trauma and life experiences, to have conversations we may be struggling to have with those around us so that we can break down the walls that are holding us back from living this bold, juicy, brave life. Here, myself, my guests, and my friends share their journeys of rebirth to help us get out of our own way, build authentic relationships and heart-centered businesses and dance proudly into our fullest expression. I believe that when we bring light to a shadow, find richness within the in-between period with women who understand us, co-regulation occurs, safety is imprinted, and we begin to set the tone for limitless potentiality. I am so honored to be here with you. So let's begin. Amazing. Hi, cutie. How are you? Hi, I'm good. It's Friday. Friday in the millennial world. (laughs) We love it. We love it. Before I ever jump into any podcast, I like to start off. Sometimes I forget. So if anyone's been listening to these things and I sometimes forget and I ask it at the end, but let's start with at the beginning. Love it. Just to, you know, when we're talking to experts in the field and we're talking to certain people, we sometimes put them on pedestals and we forget that they're humans. So I like to start off with asking, what are you currently healing your way to happy on? What am I currently healing my way to happy on? Honestly, it is my relationship to money. Mm. I'm doing a lot of work on my finances on what does that look like for my financial future? What does that look like to take care of my parents when they get older? Like I'm not a young spring chicken anymore. And I have seen my parents age. And as they go through retirement and taking care of my grandparents, I want to be able to provide for them in a way that doesn't debilitate them and debilitate me. And so I'm looking at what do I need to make? What do I need to invest? And what does money actually mean to me? And how can I utilize it for the greater good? That's Mm -hmm. the healing I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Same. <laughs> it's one of those Love things. It. Like, I mean, it's again, it's a relationship, right? Like our yes. relationship with money, our really like relationship in so many capacities. And it looks at like, how can I provide? How can this go just beyond me? Like make some generational wealth and move through just this like responsive living, which is super fun. But then also stepping into, ooh, what's the longevity of this? How can I get turned on by long-term commitment to my relationship with money? Like, what is this? And really navigating that. So same. Yeah. And there are so many small changes that you can make. I 
Are you okay if we like name other people on the podcast? Yeah, always. Yeah, like love I it. love Ramit, Ramit Sethi. He yeah. is like a financial advice guru, coach. And it seems so silly, but like, I didn't even know you could call your credit card company and be like, hey, can I negotiate my APR? Yeah. <laughs> Never once did that cross my mind. Mm-hmm. So anyway, little mm-hmm. things like that I'm learning that I can do to just be more financially healthy. Yeah, I love that. And so for anyone that's tuning in right now, whether it's my community, your community, can you introduce your lovely soul to them and let us know? Yeah, (laughs) I would love that. Thanks for asking. Being seen is so important to me by other people and also be allowing myself to see other people. So thanks for asking. Mm. Um, Yeah, my name is Thomas Renner and I am an identity and life purpose coach. So to give you quite a quick backstory, about three years ago, I lost my job tragically and tr- pretty dramatically. Think about it, like $80,000 overnight gone. My community I'd built, who I was, the identity that I'd created was sort of ripped out from underneath me. And this was pre-pandemic, right? So you can imagine we were living life of traveling all the time and living life to the fullest. And I was in my young 30s. So we were blowing away money because that is what you were taught to do, period. And um, when that happened, I really took a look at who I wanted to be and how I wanted to be in the world. And I didn't realize until then that my career had been my definition of who I was, not who I defined myself to be. And that since I was 15, all of my jobs had really been decided for me. And so that was the pinnacle moment for me saying, actually, this is my life. It's time for me to take control of who I am, who I want to be in this world, and take those next steps. And what does my career development look like within who I want to be and truly who I am is freedom and joy. Like that is my life purpose is to bring freedom and to bring joy into the world. I love that. And it's so powerful too, because it's one of those things where it's like, you have two choices in those moments, right? You can either look at it, crumble for a little bit, play victim mode, what have you, and then continue down that same path and maybe repeat it at a different caliber Mm -hmm. or look at it and go, Ooh, this hurts. What do I want to do next? How do I want to create this? How, how do I want to, because this is happening for me, what do I want to do with it? You know, mm. instead of like, oh, let me just jump back into this, right? Because that's the easy way and nothing yeah. is wrong with that. Yeah. It's just allowing yourself to take a moment and step back and realize, okay, if I didn't choose this, what could I choose? And giving yourself the, really the agency, it's, I know it's kind of a buzzword and a big word, but giving yourself the option to choose something different based on what you actually want. Mm. How did you navigate knowing what you want in that though? If you've been like imprinted in your brain, this is what I'm always curious about with people that were in corporate, right? Because I did six months in corporate and I went, peace the fuck out. Like, this is not for me, I'm done. But like people that had that long-term thing, they had the security, they had their nervous system regulated to this. And then all of a sudden it's like, actually let me do this really scary thing and step out on my own and go into this portal of the biggest growth portal you ever will have, which is entrepreneurship. So Mm. what was, what was that like for you to step in and be like, Oh, I'm actually the creator of this. And this is what I want. Not the programming I've had since I was 15. I want to do something different. What was that process like? Yeah, it's a great chance to answer that. And I've answered it in so many ways, but the way you asked it, it's hitting slightly different. So I would say, so in the experience, have you ever lost your job? Uh, 
Yeah, yeah, I did. Or have you ever lost something that's really near and dear to your heart and it was just like yeah. a surprise? Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. So we can all feel that, right? That's a re- very relatable piece. It gave me space to actually ask the questions. And I think that's the major takeaway, right? Is when you're inundated with some sort of curriculum in your mind or some sort of um, daily routine and you're going to do it for a long extended period of time, you suddenly become blinded by just the normal day-to-day things because you're in this routine. And uh, for those of you who do know me, great, this will be a refresh. But if you don't, I taught for a major cycling company that ended up just disappearing. And when I stopped doing that, like you recognize you don't have to wake up the next morning. There's nothing to wake up for, right? So when you wake up, you're like, okay, well, what do I want? You have to ask yourself those questions. Otherwise, you can just spiral down into what, um, gratefully in this moment, I didn't, but like into depression, into anxiety. And I had the tools based on teaching fitness. I was in the business of helping people and I knew I wanted to stay in that lane. And I was like, oh, this is now a space that I get to help myself. What does that look like? And so I said, what do I want to do? How do I want to do it? And I realized I couldn't make a, a total like shift, a total right turn. Like I had to stay in my lane in some level because I knew that's what was going to keep me living the lifestyle that I had. Mm-hmm. So I did take a lateral move and stay in fitness, but then took another trajectory on to this entrepreneurship and to coaching um, that was more fulfilling in my desire to help people. I could have a greater impact. So I had time. I had very little severance. It was very little, but I had a little bit of time. And speaking of financial health that we were speaking on earlier, I had nothing. I didn't save anything. I had just gotten my own apartment. I bought all my own stuff. So I had put myself in debt intentionally to have stuff. Um, and But I had like a month. I had like a month worth of stuff. And I was like, let me ask a bunch of questions. And... I realized that coaching, or if you're unfamiliar with coaching, it's really just allowing you to work in partnership with people to see and discover what they want in their life. Like that's what I was doing. And then I had to figure out who was I going to be to do all of that. So I look at, okay, I'm a fitness instructor. I'm a brother. I'm a son. Um, when I was in college, this is a little bit deeper, this relationship focus. I was realized I was a surrogate husband to my mother for a really long time that I didn't even know until I had to like leave everything behind. Um, And so I would say the experience was freeing, but also confronting because when you're left in an open field and someone says, go find yourself, there's no direction. You have to create it. That's the scariest thing. That's why most people don't do it because it's easier to follow someone else's directions and someone else's guidance than actually trust you and learn who you are to choose where you want to go. That is the hardest way. It's easier to say, oh, you're good at this, go do it. You're good at this, go do it. And I had done that for 30 some years. (laughs) Uh, I had done that and I was wildly successful and I wasn't unhappy. Like, let me be very clear. I didn't follow all these, these steps to suddenly realize I was unhappy. I just knew it wasn't where I wanted to be. That was the major takeaway. And so then I got to choose differently. Mm-hmm. you became your own best client you know i mean that i believe is what entrepreneurship is yeah fact. in its own way is you you navigate something and you get to help people do the same thing yeah it's this different circumstance same idea yeah 
And we were talking about something before we jumped on live here where it was about when we go through these growth portals, right? I have seen, I am currently navigating when we claim big things in our lives. I want to do this differently. I want to show up differently. I want to create. I want to be. I want to stand in my triggers. I want to believe in greatness. I don't want to cap potential. I want to pave my own way. Relationships that we have at that time can fall away, right? And I think this is such a huge fucking topic, especially in this space. When we claim something, I want a love story for the ages. I want limitless wealth. I want, you know, the best health ever. I want to do these kind of things. I want to, you know, just claiming life to be as such. Our relationships can then be activated. And that can be really hard because it's like, in a, I want to walk through this where it's like, it's like this identity crisis because your old life of this was my path. I've been doing this for X amount of years. This is who they know me as. This is how they can expect me to respond. It's very predictable. And then it becomes holy shit, they're different every single day. This is so unpredictable. This is so activating for me. And then they're like trying to pull you back to the old beliefs. And then you're sitting there and you're having this identity crisis and it's this like push pull thing. And so how was that for you? Like you're pivoting from something you've been doing for 30 plus years and you know, you have the family dynamics, you have the friendships, you have the partnerships. And then it's like, oh, now he's thinking this way. He's speaking this way. He's doing this way. Like, what was that like for you? It's hard. It was hard. Yeah, it was hard. Bottom line, it's hard. It's still hard. I mean, uh, this is going to sound strange, but like there was a point in Dallas where everywhere I went out, people would recognize me just based on they've been taking my class or they've taken my class. And so there was this level of status of, of knowledge of people. People knew who I was as this identity. And as I started shifting, that was probably the biggest emotional trigger for me was when they were like, oh, he's the cycle instructor. And I had not fully allowed myself to continue to own it while making a new decision. Mm. So I was trying to reject it and accept something new instead of integrate and realize that they can be one and the same and that I can honor what I was and choose this new path that I'm on because I fought it for a long time. I was angry. I was sad. I was like, gosh, I wish that they would stop asking me about cycling. I wish they would stop asking me about fitness. Like that's not where my realm is uh, because I was trying to grow so dynamically in a new way. And now when people ask me, I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm so grateful for that time in my life that I did this, this, and this that had that impact on them. And now they're going to forever remember me with that impact, not necessarily just what I did. Mm. But it was hard. It's still hard sometimes because I still do teach cycling and I love it. And there are moments of falling back in. Is this who I am? Is this a part of me? Does it even need to be a part of the definition of who I am? I think that's the, when I say that it's hard, it's like some days I wake up and I'm like, okay, am I going to put my coach hat on today? Or am I putting my cycling hat on today? I was like, I'm just going to put my hat on today. Mm. yeah because I can do both it's so funny too because I like that's how I started this podcast it was the I was um, IBS anxiety and so I started there and gut health and very sciencey and very food-based and all that kind of stuff but it wasn't lighting up my soul you know mm. it was like I was like I'm really good at it like I've impacted hundreds of women I speak on stages I do the whole thing like speak at universities and I was just like and this isn't it for me 
you know, I was like, I, I don't. And then I stepped into and literally like the mastermind I'm in, it's called expand because it's not about, mm. it's not because I, I stepped in with my mentor, my current mentor now, Shoshana. And I was like, I want to like, I'm f- so fucking done with this. Like, I'm so done. And she's like, and I, I was like, I want going through that moment. I want to burn it all to the ground. Like I'm done and all these kind of things. And she's like, well, instead of being in a trauma response, which is what that is, how about you just expand on it? You know, it's, it's still a part of you. And it is like, I still like, even now in my, like my relationship programs, the first thing we do is address nutrition and relationship to body. Like it's still mm. a part of it. It's just not a thing that's in it, you know, and I've had yeah. clients that do, you know, Maven's metabolism and then kind of work their way up. And now all of a sudden they're in my relationship courses and they're like, how did I end up here? And it is that evolution. And it's really looking at like, how can I, instead of burning all the pieces of myself to the ground and starting again it's like how do I expand on what already is because there's a reason that part of life happened there's a reason you being a cycle instructor was there right the activation of your voice the community the way that you lead the way that you can hold a container the way that you lead a room like all of that is coaching all of that is mentoring right and like the impact you can have when you're in a cycle class, like I am that girl because all the trauma that's stored in your hips. I'm that girl in a site spin class where I'm like crying because I'm like releasing the stored energy in my hips. And people are like, what's going on with this girl in the corner? And I'm like, it feels so good. Just fuck off. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it is such one of those things where it's like looking at how can I create an identity that holds all of you, you know, holds all of me, holds, holds the space of this without it being wrong you know, and it's okay to want to evolve. That's what we do. That's literally the life we chose is every single day. I always say this every single day is Halloween. Who do I want to be today? How do I want to evolve that? What are we doing? You know, instead of this consistency, but for a lot of people that can be activating even beyond just like coaching, like the relationship dynamics, like partners, like I know my relationship ended one of the main things because he was like, I don't really want the continuous evolution. Like I'm good where I'm at. Like I kind of just want to stay. And that is so fucking hard. Cause it's like, oh, like I I can't relate to that. Like I I can't. And it was like one of those moments I remember we're like sitting there discussing and I'm like, you know, I want I want to go to the mountains. I want to do all the things. I want limitless wealth. I want like orgasmic love, like all these kind of things. And he's like, I'm actually okay. Like I just want a modern house and like I just kind of want to live in this basic life and like all these kind of things. And I was like, oh my God shit, that's not going to work. Like, that's not going to work for me. And like, yeah, it's like that also arise where it's like, how can we expand on that? The relation, the personal relationships that we have and kind of sitting in that grief. Cause I know when we, you know, we touched on this before as well, where it's like, when our path is unknown and we're living in the uncertainty and we choose to live in the uncertainty and the people around us live in the, the need for certainty, what's the you know, navigation tool in that, because you and I were in entrepreneurship. We live in uncertainty. Like that is our turn on zone. We're like, I don't know what's happening. I'm in, let's go. Like, but a lot of people, they do live in that certainty zone. So with your like personal relationships during that time, how was it? Like, what was going on? Well, luckily I was single. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I had, gosh, okay. I guess I, I was single for it's been about seven years going on maybe eight years that I, I had a pretty traumatic breakup, um, which funny enough, didn't shape me much other than certain beliefs I had about life and myself, but it wasn't necessarily identity shaped like the, the loss of my job. It was more, um, 
I was also young, if I'm truly honest, like I was young and it didn't dawn on me that, hey, I should ask myself some really challenging questions here. <laughs> like, what's going on? It was more like, oh God, this is the worst. And then take the next day. Yeah. Um, but I would say like, you know, it really made an impact on me when you said that your partner like wasn't willing to grow, like they wanted to stay. And it, it's really important to me to say like, that's okay. So if mm-hmm. you're listening right now and you realize like, well, now they're pushing me to change and they're pushing me to grow. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not what we're saying. I think it's important to remember like that is just a choice you can make. Like consciously deciding I'm so happy where I'm at. That is a beautiful thing to say. That's a beautiful place to be. But what resonated with that is that is what is going on in all of my relationships right now is if someone's willing to make changes, then I see a life trajectory with them. Mm-hmm. If they don't, which I don't know if they do or they don't. And that's where I get to question because like, I hate to bring this up, but like, that's why I love hiring a coach is like, then they're going to ask me these powerful, hard questions that maybe my friends might not ask. And then I get to ask my friends that and see where they're at. That's what develops a more intimate relationship with the people that I hold near and dear to my heart. And I think that's how you create more intimacy, even, and I use intimacy in a very broad way. I don't necessarily mean sexually. Um, And I would say that's how it impacts me the most now is even in dating. Let me just throw a wrench into all this. When I first started dating, I'd go on these dates and I would be asking all these questions and they never would even be like, Oh, well, what about you? Or, oh, that's a great question. Oh, what about you? I'm like, you're kidding me. Like a relationship is not one person talking all the time, or at least that's not my intention for my relationship. I want it to be a back and forth. And that's really important to me is that I'm questioned by a partner. What my partner does really well now is he's politically driven. So he asks and he's very knowledgeable in that realm. And I, I'm a public activist when it comes to I believe in change and I believe in diversity and I believe in inclusion and all of that, but I'm not great at articulating it. And he is so intelligent in that way that he asks me and challenges me. I'm like, Oh, okay. So that it's not always going to be about finances or love or life expansion, but there are moments in discussions where he challenges me in a way that gets my rocks off. Right. Like that makes me really happy. That makes the relationship equal in that questioning expansive way that we were talking about. Um, But the same thing happens with your parents too. Like, gosh, my parents are in their sixties. I mean, I I'm sure that you're willing to chat about where you are with your family, but my parents aren't willing to like budge much. Mm -hmm. And it's not that they don't want to. I don't think their generation, excuse me. I don't think their generation was taught how to, Mm -hmm. or that it could be because they have just as much programming as we do, but from a very much uh, go to school, you go to college, you get married, you have kids, you have the same house for 40 years, you retire, you die. Like that couldn't sound more boring to me. Doesn't mean it's wrong, yeah. but like that's their programming. And if that is so ingrained in them, imagine what their political beliefs are, their religious beliefs. Like you could take it deeper into those style of relationships too the grooves in their brain are running so deep that to change them, they have to actually say, I'm willing to change this and then take the steps. Mm -hmm. No no question I can ever ask them will necessarily change their broader perspective. I had a funny conversation with my stepmom the other day where I was frustrated about something and she started being a mom, which is awesome. I I love her. And I was like, 
well, I respectfully disagree with you. <laughs> and I don't know that had I not changed my programming to be able to, to say that of like, actually, I don't agree with that. And I, I think that everyone is, is able to change. Oh my gosh, this is a tangent. But remember the scene in Bridesmaids when um, the maid of honor, both the maid of honors are talking and they're on a tennis court and they're like, well, I believe that everyone can change. And she's like, well, I think everyone stays the same. And she's mm-hmm. like, well, but they can really change. And I'm like, that is literally the conversation I think you have with people, just <laughs> not as funny when they're unwilling to change or, or um, shift their stance and their ground. Yeah. And that's just programming. For sure. And that's, I mean, and touching on the aspect of like, like even with my ex, it was like, I never made him wrong for that. And that's growth, right? Like being in a position of, because I did, like, I can think back to beginning stage Laura, who was just getting into this, where it was like, I know better. I am more right than you. Like, therefore I'm right. You're wrong. Let me bully you into whatever my belief system is. And that's not right either. It was like, him and I, it was like, we had a beautiful closing ceremony. It was just this thing where it was, I mean, there was a lot of other things, obviously in the relationship that everyone on this podcast knows. Um, But it was definitely a portal of activation where it was like, you're not wrong. Like you're never wrong for the things that you want, right? Like if you get one life and whatever you choose to do is up to you. And that's a beautiful thing. Whether you choose to grow, whether you don't, whether you choose a certain relationship style or home style or clothing like none of that is wrong it's just a choice and actually claim your choice as your choice and to be so strong in that that's actually growth like the fact that my partner is like actually no that's not what I want like I love you so much but like I that I will literally hold you back in life if I if we continue if we continue doing this because I know how deep you want this you know and to like sit in that and have conversations like that without demonizing people without going I'm right you're wrong you shouldn't want to grow I don't know who would ever say that but like no I don't want like these kind of things and tit for tat but it's just like I'm comfortable and I'm comfortable enough in myself to say that I'm comfortable and that's so much strength and so much power that I think we should all be activated in and it really is this kind of like tit for tat of like which one's right which one's wrong and that's the internal dialogue we're all grappling with because sometimes I do like even in the breakup it was like he's he's like one day I just hope you find someone that like wants to have these talks all day long and I was like I it's called masterminds it's literally what they're for (laughs) and like to go in this or mentorship that can reflect back to you and it's like yeah me too and I hope you find someone that's like comfortable like that and going back to like that the older generation not the older no offense anyone um but like my parents generation that's currently what we're grappling with it's like you know me with my family and me being in the work that I'm in and moving at the rate that I'm in and quantum leaping and having these conversations and what have you, it's like, then you look at the family dynamic and you're like, wow, I really want to heal this. Like, I, I want to go back and I want to have these conversations and allowing them the opportunity to say no, you know? And it was so interesting because I was having this conversation with my stepmom and um, I, her and I had gotten into it, right? And not into it. We were having a discussion about our relationship because we're trying to fix it. And she literally went like, you keep saying, do the work. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is, Laura. And then she goes, can you write me an email with the questions so that I can look at them? And I was like, wow, yeah. Like I'm not used to this because everyone in my world usually knows what that means. People that listen to my podcast definitely know what that means. You're growth oriented. You're tuning in. You're learning about self-development. I get that you get that. But like, there are people that are like, I genuinely like, I don't know, I see something's wrong, but like, I don't even know how to fix it. I don't know how to even get on that path. I'm 60 years old. Like, I I don't even know the right questions to ask myself. 
to have this self-inquiry. And I think we currently live in a beautiful generation where it's like, we have this like social media, internet web thing that makes you question the reality that we live in. It's not just, this is it. This is what our parents did. This is what the news says. And therefore this makes it real. It's like, actually we sit around, we have podcasts or we have friends or we listen to panels or we do the kind of things where it's like, oh, I actually, my thinking doesn't necessarily mean it's right. Like this is how I changed my entire life and got out of domestic violence and drugs and you know, eating disorders, abuse, all the kind of things, because I started to hear people talk in a certain way. And I was like, oh, my lens might not be right. The way that I see the world actually might not be correct. And in that was a huge shedding of the relationships that kept you stuck there because those people, they want to stay, you know, because then you have to start questioning this alter ego and like what's going on. And they're like, I don't want to look at what this is. And therefore you are triggering me. And it's like this ping pong back and forth of triggers. And it's like, actually, I have to lovingly surrender to this this is not healthy anymore. This is, this is actually no longer serving me. And I want to trust your timing eventually, but I'm not going to push you on. I'm not going to coach you on it. I'm not going to say you have to come with me. I'm going to do it anyways for me. And that's the fucking scary thing about expansion, isn't it? Sometimes you're a lone wolf. Like there's this, there's this gray area sometimes in that pivot of expansion of they're not like, I'm doing this alone for now. I have to shed what I once had, the family unit, the friendships, the relationship. I have to shed that. And then there's this gray area where it's like, oh shit, I'm alone for a little bit to give the space for the good to come in. And I think that's where some people fall back because then they're like, oh wait, I'm I'm alone. And therefore I'm going to go back to the ex. I'm going to go back to the toxic friendships. I'm going to go back to the binge drinking and the eating and the things like that. And you're going to revert back. And that's okay. It sometimes takes a little time, but then there's that growth after if you actually lean into it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. My, it, it really, gosh, there's so many things that cross my mind when you share all of that. And the, the biggest question I wonder with people who don't know what the work is or like are not sure how to move forward, I think a pivotal question they can ask themselves that is often still an I don't know answer is asking like, what do I want? So what really kept ringing true with me and or hearing you was asking your stepmom, hey, what kind of relationship do you want with me? And seeing what she would say. I and the, yeah, and was, I'm sure that, that, that you was did. The question I asked, yeah. And it was like, I don't because, know. And that's how it led to this series of questions. Cause it's like, yeah, people don't know. And that's it, like, be okay saying, I don't know. Like, it's okay. Yeah. Like, and that's the space to stay in for a minute that I think people are afraid. And that's the comfort place we go back to, right? Like, the X to your point. I have to show this, like, cause it was a mom situation too. My mom is a, a victim of uh, sexual assault, uh, familial sexual assault when she was young. And that affected like my upbringing that affected her upbringing, um, affected her romantic relationships, of course. And she sent me something on Tuesday and to give a little bit of background, she's an incredibly religious woman and I'm proud of her for being that way. We don't see eye to eye that way, um, but I respect her and her beliefs. And she sent me this picture. She didn't send the text. So it was, I'm just trying to make it, this is how I'm interpreting it. She could have easily said this out loud but she sent it in a, a picture that she saw. And the caption is to my children, I'm sorry for the unhealed parts of me that in turn hurt you. It was never a lack of love for you, only a lack of love for myself. Mm. And so for my mom at 63 to send this to me gives 
this openness to have, okay, what relationship do we want to have? Like, you can redefine that now, you can choose that now, but both parties have to be willing to take on something that might be new and that might be unknown. Like, I don't know what that looks like. <clears throat> so you take the next best step, right? And I love your concept of, I don't know exactly what the words you use, but I call it two different things. I call it a bless and release, which sounds very like Southern and like backhanded, but it's just like, I bless you and I release you from me because like it's not serving. But what my ex did teach me was the term end beginning. Hmm. Like every ending is truly just a beginning. And so when we ended our relationship, it was a beginning of something new for me and him and us because a relationship, a romantic relationship ended the relationship grew it just grew in a different space mm. but we often th think of things in the world as you snip it and it's over it's done because that's the easy thing it's easier to write someone off than it is to develop what you really want moving forward it's just easier nothing wrong with it and everyone can do it and we will continue to do it i'm sure i have done it and i will continue to do it and it's the consciousness behind it are you cutting them off because that's actually the healthiest thing for you or are you cutting them off because you're unwilling to take a look at your responsibility? Mm -hmm. That's the big thing, like in Al-Anon, right? So CODA, I did Al-Anon 12 Steps, the support group for addicts and alcoholics, um, partners of addicts and alcoholics or children. Um, a big thing they call is detaching with love. That's what it is. So it's one of the things where it's like, I love you and I release you, right? And I love you in the light. And whenever and if this comes back, I love you. Like- one of those things, like I had to do that with my ex that was an addict, not the recent one, the one that was, it was domestic violence. It was all the kind of things and still detaching with love, seeing you in the light, knowing it's your demons and not mine. And therefore mm. I'm removing, like, obviously removing myself from the situation. Cause this is not okay. But doing that in every single relationship, there is never, there's one, it's always reflecting what went right. What went wrong? What do I want to do differently? Right? Like taking the self-radical responsibility, like let your human be a human and grieve, grieve the loss, grieve the realness of that, be angry, let your tenter tantrum out so you do not store the trauma, but then also sit there and get to the space where it's like, where is my part? What can I learn? And that's that hard part. So it's like, where's the cycle? Because everything that comes into our radar is for us, every single fucking thing. So to be able to sit there and go, how is what was my part in this? Why, why is my energy calling this in? What do I need to learn? Not, and this is that difference between fault and responsibility, right? Like we're not necessarily always at fault. Sometimes we are because sometimes we're assholes too, because we're also human, but like, we're not always at fault, right? Like I'm not at fault for domestic violence. I'm not at fault for sexual assault. I'm not at fault for half the things that have happened, but I am responsible for what I do next, for how I respond, for how I show up, for what I do differently, because you can choose the victim route and you can continue to perpetuate the cycle and call in these abusive relationships or, you know, lying and cheating and whatever, whatever it is that's coming up in your life. Or you can sit and go, hmm, that pattern actually isn't going to serve me in this next chapter of my life. So where can I do a little bit of self-inquiry and do the thing that is uncomfortable because we don't know. That's where the unknown is. Like for certain, I can predict, I said this in a masterclass recently where it's like for certain, I can predict how these emotionally unavailable friendships and men are going to be right. Like I can predict that. So therefore that feels actually more comfortable into my nervous system, even though it's quote unquote, not right. 
not, not safe. Right. But it actually is mm-hmm. safe in your nervous system. So then the uncertain thing would be actually leaning into friends that want to have conversations like this and leaning into mm-hmm. communities of spaces like this or having the hard conversation with your family because you want a deeper relationship. Like that's actually uncertain because you don't know. And therefore that feels more scary, even though it's safer yeah. to fall into and to let your heart lead you into like literally fall on your heart. Like that actually feels a lot more scarier for humans than being like, fuck this, I'm out, done, on to the next. And then you're wondering why you're having the same conversation just with a different human meat suit. Like you're mm-hmm. like, what is going on here? <laughs> mm-hmm. I see that with a lot of people in dating and relationships, mm-hmm. especially new relationships. Like, why is this happening again? <laughs> For those of you who can't, the word, I was just like looking around, like almost like a pin drop, dropping the mic. I'm like, why is this happening again? Well, let's take a look. Yeah. Again, I love that you're pointing out the fault, the difference between being it's someone's fault and being like, okay, what am I responsible for moving forward that I want to do differently? Like there's a quote or a book rather that Marshall Goldstein wrote. It's like, what you got you here is not going to get you there. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, what got you into this relationship isn't going to get you the relationship that you actually want or moving to the, to the bigger expansive relationship that you want. There's got to be growth somewhere. Exactly. What do you define? So I, I'm curious for you, you call it healing to be happy. How do you grapple with the definition of happiness when it comes to yours and your clients and how they come to you? Like, what do you define it as? Healing to happy. I have honestly toyed with this because I'm like, it's healing to neutrality. Like that's reality. Like to me, happiness is neutrality. I'm not stuck in the highs and I'm not stuck in the low. It's the same way I feel about my body. It's the same way I feel about relationships. It's like, I, it's not this like lust, right. That we often kind of, or like this ecstasy because that's a chase, right. It's the, I'm neutral. I'm safe. A phrase I always say is a living sanctuary, right. Mm. I would say that's happiness. It's not this normal standard yellow smiley face with a big happy face and all the kind of things it's like I'm I'm in serenity that's mm-hmm. how I would define it you know and I think we kind of get lost I know I did hence the drugs and the dopamine high chase and things like that and we can kind of get lost whereas if we actually see life as egoless I guess which is hard like I love my ego I'm not at that stage yet but like to not chase it's another relationship though yeah exactly right it's like it's that relationship with it like I love it I love all the I I talk about it a lot is just like emotional honesty where it's like I don't fear the depths of my soul anymore like I honor it like yesterday it was a hard day and I just like Mm. wait and let it without being a definition like oh my god my sadness is bad I'm like no my sadness is so welcome here it's actually so sexy like it's this like turn on of my life. Cause I'm like, I know, like I can feel this and I can feel the ecstasy and all these kind of things. And the juice of life is the neutrality of both of those. Neither one is good or bad. It's just emotions. It's emotional honesty. And I would say mm. that's my definition of happiness. What about you? Seen the movie, remember seeing the movie inside out? Yes. <laughs> it's one of my favorites. And, yeah. and I love it to, to your point about the neutrality part, because in the beginning of the movie, you see all the individual, you've got sadness, you've got joy, you've got anger, all the individual balls. And then by the end, you're seeing all of these balls that have a lot of different things. So it's the compound. Like to me, again, yes, it's a reflection of the neutrality because they can all live. It's not mutually exclusive. They can all live together in harmony. And that actually is you. Um, 
What does it mean to me? I think uh, this is a constant, like you, a conversation of like, what does happiness mean? I listen to a lot of people talk about like dopamine and um, delayed gratification. And so where I got really stuck three years ago was my addiction to drama. I was so addicted to drama and I didn't even see it. Like I would complain at the drop of a hat, like, and not even recognize I was complaining. I was like, why, what am I complaining for? Like, what is the actual unmet need that has me complaining? Right. That's the biggest thing. And, but I was addicted to like the highs and lows you talk about when life was great. I was like, yeah, fuck. Yeah. And then when lows were low, I was like, my life is over. This is it. I'm never going to do this again. I can't, but I was addicted to that cycle. And I look at it like a wavelength, like everything science waves and that neutrality is in the middle and you still have the highs and the lows, but it's this, um, regulation of the dopamine reaction when you have the highs and the lows like recognizing i can be ecstatic i can be joyful i can be like through the roof and still be connected to the base of my soul to your point earlier Mm. and not realize that i have to get addicted to that to live a happy life i can actually still go really low and uh like for wednesday night very similar to you yesterday i was just a really bad place i was really angry the anger turned to sadness and I just knew that anything that would come out of my mouth was probably not going to be for anyone's benefit, including my own. But I needed to feel it. I was like, why am I so angry? What is the purpose of this anger right now? And what what I laugh about because of the addiction to drama is everyone assumes that it's them. They're like, oh God, I'm like, I have people apologizing to me. I'm like, no, 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 no. This isn't actually about like, I'm asking myself these questions of why am I so angry? Like, what is... What happened that made me so angry? What am I angry about? And I was like, please don't apologize. Like you've done nothing to me, like nothing wrong to me. But instead of living in the sadness to eventually get depressed and to get into like this low place because of the addiction of that drama, I was like, okay, I'm angry right now. I'm really sad right now. What's the next best step that I can do? Okay, I'm gonna sit in this for a while. And the next morning I was like, okay, there's some res- there's some residue of this anger and sadness. But there was a new moment in time I got to make the different choice to stay in that neutral, like, base soul, not addicted to the drama. I can have another day, another moment in time that changes. Because uh, I think that happiness is a choice. Mm-hmm. The bottom line is happiness is a choice. So when you talk about healing to happy, I can be happy in my sadness. I can be happy in my joyful. It's just whether I want to choose to be. Because... You mentioned something earlier, I'm pretty confident, like happiness is not a destination because that's the chase we all think it is, right? If I make this much money, then if I have this house, then I'll be happy. If I get this relationship, then I'll be happy. And it never happens that way. I, I, I listen to a lot of people talk about money and there are people that are 50 grand a year and they are the happiest people on earth. And I have people that are millionaires and they're miserable. You can be happy in both those places. You should choose it. But it's the journey to the choice that people are scared to take. Because the chase is more exciting. Mm -hmm. It's the addiction to drama. Exactly. It's that high. It's it's also thinking that somehow something will make me happy. And I think that is my biggest life lesson, you know, chasing 
And then the, granted, I love traveling, but like chasing these, it was a very different context when I was traveling before where it's Mm. like, maybe this destination will make me happy. Maybe this location, maybe this croissant, maybe this, you know, this man, maybe this orgasm, maybe this drink, maybe, you know, and it like kept going and it's like, oh, and I remember I would have this like suicidal ideation because I'm like, I'm crushing it at life right now. If you look at it, and you're like scrolling and I would have these identity crises, right? Because I'm like looking at my my Instagram feed and I'm like, look sure. at, I literally live a highlight reel. And this was like two yeah. years ago. Like I live a highlight reel. I have everything. I am miserable inside. And like, and this is the turnaround of Healing the Happy 2.0. Like where it was just like, what is all of this worth? And this is when I moved back to the States. And I was like, what is all of this worth if I feel so alone? in it and I don't feel fully seen or validated and realizing holy pickles it's because I'm looking outside of myself for happiness even though my company is feeling to happy right like mm-hmm. of course that's and I, I have a post on this and I don't know if I've actually posted it yet but it's like building a brand as your growth portal like my business mm. is my growth portal because it's one of those things where like without even knowing it it just started and therefore it's this catalyst to the biggest and deepest growth you will ever have but that is the biggest life lesson of everything like Something my mentor always says is you have to be uh, rich before you're wealthy. You have to be rich in your life. You have to literally mm. live with your heart wide open and live this wealthy, this rich as fuck life before the money comes, before the love comes. Like, how can you romance? Like, I always talk about this where I'm like, my life is literally a rom-com. Like, and when I'm in my sadness, it's like this sexy little moment that I'm having with myself as if there's like a camera watching and I'm like, ah. Yes. I like secretly oh. like imagine you like Emily in Paris and Literally. only because you kind of like resemble her and I'm like okay this is it's, what's happening right now it's like it's like this movie and then like as I'm like walking it's like out and it's like who can I meet like oh my god like it's and my life is a huge giant turn on like it's it's one of these things but that's me you know like mm-hmm. that's that's a choice I make with myself as opposed to my day is only going to be good if I meet the sexy guy at the coffee shop and he makes eye contact with me for three whole seconds and then he buys my coffee then I'll be happy it's like no, I'm literally skipping. <laughs> For example, this I went to this guy that I'm currently seeing. I went to his ha- his parents' house and I was like outside waiting for whatever. And I was like outside just like skipping by myself. And it was like before I had met his parents and his dad, like, yeah, I really like her. And he's like, what do you mean you haven't met her? He's like, oh, I saw her on the security cameras outside skipping. She's pretty cute. <laughs> exactly the point where it's like you're just like having fun with life there's no context there's nothing it's just like how can I play in this life how can I create this joy how can I something my mentor says is like how can I let my joy interrupt my sadness because we easily Mm -hmm. let sadness interrupt our joy if someone cuts you off in traffic woolly pickles you're going to stick to that drama your amygdala is going to fly off the handle and you are bitching about that person all day long someone buys your coffee you maybe talk about it for five minutes and then you move on to the next thing and you do not let that joy interrupt you and it's like can we reverse that like when yep. you're having your bad day, it's like, how can I be turned on by my sadness right now? Well, my anger, can I like something I talk about? I'm like sacred rage. Can you like make it this like expression of your heart? Sacred like rage. let it rip and then like move on. Like it, it's, these yeah. things, it's like fully letting your body be and like it's all within you, right? Like if you fully allow yourself to feel it and express it, it's like ugh, the world is literally limitless in that capacity of happiness. Yeah. I think what I want our listeners to take away from this happy conversation is to take a look for them 
that happiness can be the choice inside of all different parts of your life. Like you can look at the happiness in your career. You can look at the happiness in your intimate relationship. You can look at the happiness with your friendships. You can look at the happiness with your physical surroundings. Um, and that all can lead to this greater, what we're kind of talking about, like life happiness. Um, Cause this is my, this is my, a little bit of an assertion here, but people see us living this life and they hear us and it's too big. Like they need and they want to do this. And to your stepmom's point, like, I don't know what the work is. Mm. Like, look right now, if you're listening, what does happiness mean in your personal relationship with yourself? Like, what does happiness mean with your relationship to your body? Like, what is that happiness? And ask yourself, hey, is there healing that can be done here? What would that healing be? And start small, right? Because it's when you start the small that it creates the avalanche effect of all the other areas of your life. I talk a lot with my clients about when you fix something, if you do one big thing, half the small things that you thought were really important just fall into place. It's like the to-do list that we create. We take a to-do list of 10 things. What do you mark off the first thing? The easy thing. But if you did the hard thing, all the easy things, bam, 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 fly off the list. Um, Because happiness is a, a taboo concept because with the way our political system is built right now and the way that we're racially having conversations right now, like it's almost um, uh, unreasonable to say that you're happy. Mm-hmm. Like how dare you be happy that all of this is going on? And I, again, like to the inside out conversation earlier, it was like my happiness and the world's conversation are not mutually exclusive. They mm-hmm. can be integrated. It's just taking a look step-by-step. It's the duality of life, you know, it's living in duality and letting like going back to the label situation. Like we live in a pathological world where we want to label things so therefore we can fit into it and have these overarching goals and get lost in this whole, am I doing it or am I not? We're so lost in the school system. Am I passing or am I failing at life? Did I get an A or an F? What's going on? And it's like, if I'm happy, that means I got an A. If I'm sad right now, that means I'm failing. Fuck me. I struggle with depression. And it's like, now I'm failing. And it's like, no, actually it's just, emotion and instead of like how energetics work right instead of being disappointed about your sadness and compounding that emotion and therefore keeping it in your nervous system and making yourself wrong for feeling sad it's like just let it be sad let it be without the context this is good or bad you're just sad it's fine it passes it's an emotion stop getting attached to it the only thing that keeps you stuck in that emotion is the narrative inside your head the story that you're telling yourself about your sadness, that's what perpetuates this. Your body mm. literally can't be, you cannot cry longer. I think it's like seven minutes. You can't cry longer than seven minutes and actually keep it going unless the narrative in your head perpetuates. Then you're going to cry all day. You mm. literally, your body physically can't do that if you just are expressing an emotion, right? So letting that out, but also on the compound of emotion, you can compound your happiness too, mm-hmm. right? Like you can give gratitude to your happiness. Oh my God. Thank you so much. I feel so happy right now. And like moving with that and like little small, just it's not even act. It's like just awareness of what is your thought around your feeling. And, and can we release the narrative that is within that and move yeah. through that? And that's without labeling it as good or bad. Like my happiness isn't good either. I mean, yes, like I enjoy it, but it's like, I'm still okay without 
whatever it is you know it's again going back to neutrality like how mm-hmm. can I you know I how can I remove my identity from the happiness how can I remove my identity from the sadness how can I just be and witness myself within these emotions yeah I mean the biggest picture that always comes to mind when I think of the duality or the integration of things is just like a massive Venn diagram and the center of you is your essence like who you are but it's the happiness it's the joy it's the sadness it's the anger it's all of that it's also the boyfriend it's also the mother it's also the identity piece right but right at the center is your essence and that it exists with all of those things and the drama is the extreme on the ends and when you allow yourself to go to the extremes just notice you know in yoga we talk about it being the watcher mm. so i use the analogy i use it in my classes a lot is like you're on the shore of a stream and the stream can go fast and go slow it can be tumultuous it can be serene like it doesn't matter but the stream is moving and in the stream are all your thoughts and you're the watcher of your thoughts and your thoughts are going to take you they're going to want to pull you off the shore and it's becoming aware of when your thoughts take you downstream not how far you went just period when did they take you off the shore and saying i can actually go back on shore to your point in the neutrality part and be the watcher of my thoughts and still live my life by choosing the thoughts I want to have, the being I want to be, all of that. Mm, I, think that's I love cool. using that because especially when it comes to body, I'm sure you have a lot of clients that work with body, body work. Like in yoga, what's the first thing that we say when we can't get into a posture? Oh, I suck at yoga. Okay, that just took you right off the shore and took you way downstream. It's not about how, it's not about what I look like. It's about how we feel and then being with that sensation, that feeling and seeing yourself as the essence of that center of the Venn diagram. This is how I, that's how I view it. Now, this is all a practice. I'm not perfect at it. I don't think anyone's perfect at it, but it's the awareness that you have that option. That option. I think that's the key. Yeah, I love it. I think that's where I want to leave our people. That was beautiful. I love it so much. You got it, girl. Thank you so much. Where can our beautiful community lean into your beautiful energy? Yeah. The best way that you can find me is through Instagram. It's Thomas Renner Official. Uh, Thomas Renner Official. You can also email me at thomasrennerofficial at gmail.com if you want to ask more questions or set up a, a complimentary vision session. What I'd love to offer everyone that's listening is if you are unsure of what the next step for you is and your identity and your purpose in life, like let's have a two hour sit down session and really take a look at who do you want to be and how do you get to where you want to go by choosing who you want to be. Mm. I'd be honored to take that journey with you. I love that. And I'll put that in the show notes and all the kind of things. I love this. I love this conversation so much. Thank you so much for being here. Is there anything that My comes pleasure. to your heart that you want to leave our lovely community yeah. with? Yeah, I think I want to share that you are perfect. If you're listening right now, you are perfect just as you are. You don't have to change anything. You are worthy. You are enough. And go out and take what's yours. That's your responsibility. Thank you, my dear. Yeah, my pleasure. Oh, my God, are you obsessed or what? Like I said, I'm going to put everything in the show notes for his information. Thomas Renner Official is his Instagram, and you can find out his programs, his work, all his stuff there. If you're in Dallas, go take one of his amazing classes. And that's it. Let us know what you thought. 
We love, love, love to see you guys share this stuff. Tag our page, Healing to Happy. Tag me. It's Laura Patricia Martin. Share this with a friend. Make sure to subscribe. That's how we get, you know, this this stuff out here. This isn't, it's not free. <laughs> it's a little pay it forward moment. And I thank you so much for that. Um, like I said, coming up into Sacred Singlehood, that's our, like, it's like a program hybrid mastermind. It's fucking amazing what happens. You don't have to be single. It's just learning how to be in your sovereign solitude, delicious self, navigating these in-between moments, which seems like everyone in my world is doing that right now. So how to do that with grace and really quantum heal and take this as an invitation. That's what that is. And I have one-on-ones available. We have mastermind coming up. We have, if you're looking to learn about and healing heart bundle, which is bounce back from your breakup, fuck codependency, and um, unattached, which is learning about your attachment style. So tap in there, tap in with whatever calls you, but get your booty off the fence, baby. Come do big things. This is how we quantum heal. This is how we change the world. This is how we lean in. It's, it's not only listening it's it's embodying it's doing it's the practice so i'm excited wherever you land either way i will see you next week i love you happy healings